Show me the science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, Luke O'Neill here, and welcome to my Show Me the Science podcast, where I every week I pick something. I hope you're still finding them interesting, those of you who are regulars. If you're a newcomer, stick around. You might enjoy it. And as I've often said, do send in suggested topics. I get a couple of topics actually suggested to me every week, and I'm always happy to get them. Uh, I look into them a bit. If, if I know a bit about them, uh, I'm inclined to go for them, because then I know what I'm talking about. Uh, I do pick things that I hope that people realise I do know what I'm talking about. But still, do send in your suggestions, anything at all. I'll have a look and see if I can cover it. But this week, all over the science literature. Now, I, I follow the big science journals on Twitter. Uh, I've got various sources of information coming into me for my own research, first and foremost. But secondly, any kind of research, I'll see it in these big journals that publish all this work. This has caused a massive stir, and it's been well covered in the media, I've noticed. I haven't seen it covered in Ireland, actually. Uh, when I was in America, it was all over the news. Uh, and what it is, it's about ageing. Now, I've, I've covered ageing before because I'm getting old myself. That's one reason. But also, ageing is a fascinating biological thing anyway. Everything ages all organisms age although one exception is yeast strangely they don't seem to age as much and of course tumours are immortal that cause cancer but most of life involves the ageing process that's always been a mystery why ageing is, is there and us humans we're very interested in ageing aren't we because we want to live forever some of us and this there are, loads of labs are looking at the ageing process and trying to slow it down because that would be useful anyway because many diseases increase with ageing so for example cancers go up as you get older diabetes goes up, you know, various um, autoimmune diseases can increase as you age as well. So if you slow it down, you might get a treatment for those diseases or stop them happening is the idea. But also, quite nice, wouldn't it, to not to get as old. That, that, that's always a big a big winner with people. Anyway, I'll get on with it. The big breakthrough is a thing called taurine. I'll spell it for you, T-A-U-R-I-N-E, taurine. What they've shown is these scientists, two separate labs, which we like to see independently, evidence that taurine slows down ageing, right? Now, now, what is taurine? Well, strangely, it's in some of these energy drinks. And let me say at the outset, what's in those energy drinks may be the wrong dose, and there's other stuff in those drinks as well. So you, you, won't, you won't slow down ageing by drinking an energy drink. Uh, let's get that very clear at the start. Uh, but still, taurine is in some of these energy drinks, because it was always known as a nutrient that might help us help our metabolism in various ways. I guess that's why it was put into some of these energy drinks, but it's in those drinks anyway. But it's a natural thing. It's actually an amino acid is the technical term for it. It occurs naturally. We get it in our diet. We mainly get it from meat and shellfish. It's very important actually for correct functioning of skeletal muscle. Maybe that was one reason it was put in those drinks, possibly. It's also very important for your retina to develop. So it's got various natural sort of properties. It's also actually very important for making bile. Now, bile is a very important part of the digestive system, and taurine is a precursor for what are called bile acids. Now, this has been known for decades. The biochemists have worked on taurine for quite a while. When it was first characterized, oh, I'd say 150 years ago, it was first actually identified. But what researchers found was, as you get older, and especially mice and also monkeys were studied as well, taurine levels fall with age. And that was observed, right? That was, again, and many scientific things just begin with observing something. So these clever scientists spotted that as we get older, less and less taurine can be detected in your system. And that made them wonder, what if we replace taurine? Will that have an effect? And guess what? They began giving mice taurine. They also gave it to monkeys, which, which are very close to us humans. Non-human primates is the technical term for what we, we uh, study there. And they also gave it to a worm called Cenorhabditis elegans, or the nematode. Now, the nematode is a microscopic worm. 
You might be wondering, what is he talking about? They've often studied these worms as a model organism for ageing. In fact, mutations in those worms, they can live two, three times as long if you mutate certain genes in the worm. And those genes are involved in nutrition, interestingly, and that was a clue as well, I guess. But they gave the stuff, taurine, to these three separate organisms. Now, there's millions of years of evolution separate them. Mice from monkeys and from these nematodes. Huge difference, of course. Uh, and guess what they saw? When they gave the taurine, all the mice got healthier and it seemed to slow down the aging process. Now, for example, in the case of the monkeys, it made their bones a bit denser. It seemed to protect their livers in various ways. In the case of the mice, it made their muscles a bit more functional. Uh, they were less likely to show the signs of aging. Now, all, as all animals age, and you can, you can measure this in various ways, and taurine could slow down that process. Now, it's still not clear if it's going to work in humans. Let's get that straight out there immediately. But obviously, if it's working in these three separate species, there's a good chance it will work in humans. And now what's happening is big clinical trials are happening by supplementing taurine into older people just to see what's going to happen. So there's great hope, actually. And, and a guy called Vijay Yadav, he's the lead scientist in Columbia University in New York. And he said, at the end of the day, these findings should be relevant to humans. And I bet Dr. Vijay would love that, wouldn't he? Because it's his discovery. So we'll see. But at the moment, there's no evidence in humans. Let's make that very clear. And as I say, these energy drinks, they wouldn't have the right level in them to confirm this. So it wouldn't be, as I said, wouldn't be reaching for those to slow down aging. Now, one reason he did it was because it was declining with age. So could you supplement it was the idea. And that seemed to show this data. I mean, they even got better memory the mice, can you believe it? Uh, and their immune systems looked a bit younger. That was a bit that drew my attention. So, so many metrics, especially in the mice, because they could measure more things in the mice, was evidence that the taurine made the animals live healthier and longer lives by really suppressing all the hallmarks of the aging process, you see, was the idea here. And uh, now the big question is, you know, what's the mechanism? I always ask that question. They noticed that the mice were living maybe 10 to 12% longer that would be like seven to eight years in humans. And that was, when you, when you translate into humans, that was a really good result. And that made them wonder, what could be going on here? What is the taurine doing? And one thing taurine does is it protects cells. Now, it's been known for a long time to have what are called antioxidant effects. Now, what that means is, as, as you get older, there's always been a theory of aging, that as we get older, natural what are called free radicals, they're actually called reactive oxygen species, ROS for short, build up in our bodies. We seem less able to handle byproducts of our metabolism. So when you work hard and you use your muscles and your heart is beating, there's inclined to be exhaust fumes come off all that activity. And when you're younger, you can break them down. As you get older, you get less able to, and they are literally reactive molecules that oxidize things. But like you rust as you get older, basically, is one way to think of it. Because as iron oxide is, is what rust is, and that's iron getting oxidized. This, this oxidation stuff is happening in your body as you get older. And taurine antioxidant. So there's one possible mechanism. And that antioxidant effect then protects the cells in your body from being damaged by all those free radicals. That's what's one possible mechanism. The truth is they don't really know the mechanism. And they speculate on what it might be. They've acknowledged that actually the molecular level they still don't know, you know, what, what the exact target for this taurine is in this regard. I would think it's partly to do with that. It's probably regulating your metabolism in a way that stops generating some of these byproducts, possibly. But it's an open question, actually, as to what taurine might do. Uh, they do know in, in, in other studies, it does 
make cells healthy in a dish. So if you stick taurine onto cells in culture in a dish, it seems to allow them to, to be a bit more robust, shall we say. So there's something happening at the cellular level with taurine. And then as you get older, as the taurine level falls, that must be contributing to the ageing process. Now, what I liked as well was uh, the other study, right, which Yada was involved in, right? Medical records of 12,000 Europeans aged 60 and over were looked at, right? So 12,000 people were examined. And those with higher taurine, some had higher taurine than others, when you were over 60, they had less obesity, less type 2 diabetes, lower blood pressure and lower levels of inflammation. And that's a good sign, you know, because obviously then some people can keep making the taurine and maybe they're the ones who live longer. And we all know people, don't we, who've lived into their 70s, 80s, 90s, even if they've got unhealthy habits. Maybe for some reason, naturally, they can keep their taurine levels up for whatever reason and the rest of us as we get older we're lowering the taurine and again that was quite nice that, that, that was a, a correlation that the those who are older who had higher taurine levels seemed to be less susceptible to signs of aging including this inflammation process that was quite good and another part was that I liked was um, if you do exercise strenuously guess what taurine levels go up that's good isn't it that, that one of the beneficial effects of exercise then which is all kinds of benefits uh, may be to, that you actually boost your taurine levels naturally so, so that was quite good because that ties into the overall thing and in science we often love that where you've got two or three or four lines of evidence so if, I look at, if you look at taurine now and I've just been saying I'll summarise it for you and number one, it goes down with age. Number two, if you give taurine to older animals across several species, it seems to slow down the aging process. That's really good. Thirdly, Europeans, happened to be Europeans, could have been anybody, but they were the samples they took. Those with higher taurine had less signs of aging and then exercise was boosting taurine. And we know exercise can be beneficial. And when you add it all together, it gives the bottom line that taurine, it could be very useful, is the idea. Now, of course, the big question is, what about humans? Will we see it happening? There's been a couple of slight criticisms. One is that the mice were given an awful lot of taurine. They uh, were given like um, the equivalent of humans, it'd be six grams a day. Now, that's not great because if you take too much of something, everything is a poison, is the famous phrase. It's just a matter of a dose. Would it be toxic in humans? We don't know. But to get to those kinds of levels might be a challenge in humans. That's one That's one concern. But then this is good because you list the concerns and try to get around them, I guess. So, so, the, so the mouse experiments involved a very high dose, far exceeding uh, what's recommended at the moment for humans. Now, now, when I say recommended, here's the thing. Vegans often have taurine deficiency because we mainly get it from meat. And from shellfish, actually, they're two big sources for us humans. And of course, vegans don't eat those sorts of things. So therefore, they need to take a supplement. And some of those supplements have taurine in them. So there is a recommendation to take taurine for that reason. But, but the, the stuff that they were giving the mice and the non-human primates would be far in excess of that. So that's one thing that we would, uh, we would wonder about in terms of dose. And that, that's the next stage of the whole thing. And everybody agrees now what we need is what's called a human intervention study. Give it to humans and see what you're going to get. Uh, the other thing that I found that was interesting was it is in um, baby formula. They've added taurine supplements to that as a nutritional thing. and that's, so, so we do take it naturally and we can't take it uh, in that way. You know? So the question now becomes, for the human trials, how much to give, for how long, and how long when you measure these effects, I guess. You'd have to give it to an awful lot of humans, I predict, to get a statistically relevant uh, readout from this sorts of, these sorts of trials. But trials, they're hoping now the trials will begin. Where I guess the way it might go is, maybe you're over 60, uh, you get your taurine measured. If it's well below normal, you'll take it as a supplement, a bit like a vitamin 
vitamin deficiency. And that in turn then will have a protective effect for your tissues and keep them from aging as quickly as they otherwise would. The aging process will still go on, of course. And these, in these various animals, they still got older, you know, but the whole thing will slow down with the taurine supplementation. Now imagine that for a minute. You'll go to your GP, you'll have your taurine levels measured and you'll be told to go to your pharmacy and buy some taurine supplements, uh, just like you would vitamin D, which is given to older people for their bones, of course. That might be the future. You never know. Now, wouldn't that be incredible? If a simple thing like taurine, very easy to make actually, would slow down your chance of getting arthritis, make your muscles a bit more robust, make your eyesight a bit better, that was measured as well, make your cognition good, wouldn't that be tremendous? So hence the excitement around this. But the, the caveats abound it's not evident in the energy drinks of the dose you want and we need to do these clinical trials in humans to see if this is going to work out or not. But certainly all the science behind it allows us to be optimistic that taurine may well be something that can be used in humans to slow down the ageing process. Check back with me on this one in about five years. No, I don't know how long it'll take, but, uh, but certainly it's one to watch and we'll see what's going to happen. I, I would suggest in two to three years' time they'll start getting readouts from the initial trials so we'll see what happens. So there you have it, taurine and the ageing process could it be the elixir of youth you never know so thanks very much for listening as ever my podcast is available for download every Thursday and it's a news talk production